I think I'm going to die down south this coming weekend. Yeah, it's possible. You might get um, hit with a UAV from China. The balloons, man. The balloons. <laughs> balloons. Well, if, if, the, if the balloons are still around. I think it's really just balloons seven. Like the actual tower defense game. Oh, you're right. It, it's just it's we. What you're saying is America needs to invest in dart throwing monkeys. Of course, like literally super powered. Like primates. yesterday, we should have done that. We would, yeah, we would have had. We would never had a broom like a bloom. I need to get them out now. A balloon problem. <laughs> yes, that's the only mistake this they episode throw, will have. They throw Saturn rockets at the incoming balloons. <laughs> All right, I'm coming you off of this one. Fuck it. Welcome back to class, everybody. I'm your party professor, Ricky, this week. And I'm your chillingest professor, Ethan. I'm I'm getting to cross off a bucket list item very soon here. I'm really hyped. That's true. I do know what you're talking about. Get to go to Mardi Gras, where the epicenter of the energy exists in the great NOLA. I might die. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely a super spreader event. I'm not talking about... I'm not telling you what it is that you're spreading. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're not even being specific about the disease. It's almost, I'm not worried about COVID. Whatever's what, going down there is, is what the I'm new, worried about. So we're going to breed something new <laughs> yeah. down there. Well, I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm hype. I've been in New Orleans a couple times and I love the city, but I, I've heard it is chaos. So hopefully... I don't get swallowed up by... Uh, never been, never been interested. We we are doing something kind of interesting, too. There's, like, a ghost and true crime tour, but they have, like, projector tech that will, like, project archival photos onto the actual real-life places that, like, the event happen in life-size. So as the tour happens, they'll use, mm. like, laser projectors to kind of, like, show the pictures there. Kind of melding of uh, technology and history past, present. From China. From China. Yeah, maybe this maybe the spy balloons will uh, be what's projecting from the sky. Yeah, did you see what happened? in... I told you about it, but did you see what they did in Hawaii? No. Oh, yeah, like they laser scan the motherfucker. Yeah. So the story is, there's some Chinese satellite was literally like using a green laser to scan like across Hawaii. Holy shit! And there's a video of it, like a fucking laser coming down from the sky and just going across the land. It was freaking wild. There's no nuance to that. No, I mean, it's pretty no. hard to be like, it wasn't us. It was like, it's literally a light pointing directly at your satellite. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to try to spy on us, China, at least be, do the courtesy of be like nuanced. A about, uh, yeah, nuanced about it. Okay. It was weather balloon. It's a weather balloon. But you know what? Speaking of spy shit. There we go. We it's almost like I set yes. you the fuck up. Oh, and I knocked it down like we knocked the balloon down. Um, we are talking about part two of one of the hottest, most wholesome talked about shows in uh, recent memory and i i'm gonna come in with this i got a couple i wouldn't say gripes but i think there are some things here that were went really really well in part two something that i actually a setup they had for like an arc that was fucking brilliant and uh, a couple other things that i think might be getting a little stale can't wait for the internet to burn me on this one but ethan what are we talking about today Today we are talking about Spy Fam Spy Season 
part two thing? Yeah, I think it's part two. Spy multiplied by family. Of course. <laughs> But yeah, I first impression we literally just started. We started doing this thing where I don't know if it's laziness or whatever, but we started it's watching laziness. Well, hold on, let me let me. Sell, <laughs> yeah, I just I just really want to like everyone to realize we are lazy pieces burying, of shit. Burying the lead here, but we come in fresh now with these, and I love that because <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, the silver linings, right? <laughs> it silver is linings. definitely a silver lining. Yeah, so I I I actually really enjoyed part two for some of the things they explored, but. Some of the great, like small gripes that we had with with part one, I can't tell if it's just because it's a continuation of what would be considered the first main saga that they really didn't have time to course correct for some of this stuff. But um, I overall felt that part two was like great, more of the same of part one, but maybe they need to start pivoting into a more, I don't know, higher stake direction with the core group. Because it's starting to feel like the pony's trick is now getting a little bit uh, single note, if you will. Yeah, I think it's tough because like they have to try to build like the family first, and then they have to progress with the story. Right, right. And I, and I think that is a big, unfortunately, downside toward the like action packedness of this show. Like the first season or first half of the season or whatever had probably more action than it should. Like, all the random, like, that's Anya's what, kidnapped. Yeah, or that's what like, I'm thinking now, like too. random right? shit where, like, Lloyd or Yor just, like, you know, screaming around the rooftops, you know, <laughs> yeah. looking for people. Um, I actually, like, weirdly enough, I was feeling pretty stale about the first half of this second part. Okay. Even though, like, a pretty cool thing does go down in it. Yeah. And then... I really enjoyed the last like three or four episodes. Oh yeah, I think once we hit a certain uh, event, an underground event, it just yeah. popped the fuck off. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Let's set the stage a little bit. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of spoilers for part one and two, but we said it in our part one episode, which you can go back and listen to. There's not much to spoil here. I mean, once you know kind of the main premise setup, there's not m- many new fat details that come out, right? Right. So I mean, he's a spy. She's a killer. Yeah, baby right. got fucking telepathy. Telepathy. Baby's got telepathy. Telepathy. We have a new member of the family, which we'll get to in a second. Arguably best boy in this entire show. I, mean, I think that is undisputed. Can- canonically undisputed. Yeah. So you have a jealous. super <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Fuck that penguin. Um, we You have the world's probably best spy, as we know of, uh, named Twilight, who is an ambassador for there's like West and East the of the country is kind of in this cold war situation it is supposed to emulate from a setting standpoint this world a post-world war ii cold war vibe we have espionage left and right we have entire spy organizations and the best of them all is twilight or as we know him by his alias lloyd forger now he is tasked with finding out uh information and to ultimately stop a resurgence of hot war no longer cold but hot war between the west and the east and in doing so he is doing operation strix i think it's what it's called right he is ha- he is charged with creating a family to infiltrate a very very prestigious school whose children uh of many important families both political economic and otherwise are are sent to uh go become the brightest uh capitalist moguls of our time um and uh you know making a family is part of that and he has to play the part not capitalist just saying 
Just okay, not capitalist, but they're like, on West Side. Oh, they're on which West Side. Which in this side is the opposite for whatever reason of what happened in real life. That is, uh, they uh, yeah, they're, they're in Berlin. Right. Yeah, it's, it's they're not being it's not meant to be chalant. Right? So for whatever reason, West Berlin is the bad side in this world versus in real life. It was East. Yeah, the yeah. East side was the bad side. Yeah. So the family crew, like we said, we have Lloyd, the spy in hiding kind of from the rest of them. We have your a an, an assassin on the side for her nation uh, that Lloyd doesn't know about her profession. And then you have Anya. Kind of the audience dramatic irony, fourth wall breaking telepath child who knows both identities, but knows that neither know, which at first was celebrated by us as a pretty, pretty ingenious way to kind of multi-layer the uh, situational comedy in the show. And do you feel, I guess that's the, that's the real burning question I want to open with. Do you feel that that trick, that, that kind of uh, narrative pull that they did, is it still working for you? Having I mean, Anya be the window into everything, right? But her herself be kind of a ditz? Well, I, it never really worked for me. If you recall, I struggled with the fact that she's like, she's like so obscenely stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked that she got a little bit more active this season as far as like, okay, I know what's going on. I'm going to try to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's because she realizes how like unbelievably inept she is in everything. So she realizes like this plan B that he came up with with like her being friends with Desmond is like her only fucking shot because right, she's dumb right. as a rock and can't get the Stellas. Yeah, I think that's like at least a little bit of progression. Like I got to leverage my strengths. Right. Right. And my strength is literally stalking a, a, this other boy and a God tier power in this world in a world of espionage. Being able to read everyone's mind with pretty solid control is basically a game changer, but it's. I found myself starting to get more frustrated than I starting to see your side in part two where I'm like, fuck. And we, we have more of it, right? Lloyd is like, why are you writing things at random times? Why does it seem, why do you have a smug look on your face? I'm like, you're the world's greatest fucking spy. We said it in part one. How can you be this daft? Well, like she is so stupid that he can't imagine that she's like doing anything smart. And then he looks at the pad of paper and it's like, <laughs> basically hieroglyphics it's an ikea manual you no one's understanding Splurga, it. Flurga, durga. You <laughs> i know can't I mean? read this shit but like it, i guess it's confusing because she is putting in like a really a lot of time to studying like how could you i just i personally have never seen anyone that doesn't have a learning disability struggle that immensely considering how much time she actually puts in how much resources they have they're like giving her to study i'm gonna i'm gonna actually go out on a limb here and they they definitely aren't doing this but i can definitely see it's, it's a wild statement but you can definitely see how they maybe could have narratively played anya as like this kind of analog for raising a child that is on the spectrum or some kind of learning disability and all they had to do and all they might do is that people with this gift kids with this gift their brains are wired in such a way that conventional learning and knowledge acquisition is very much stunted, but they can do this special thing. Almost I think savant that's, level. that's like too deep cut. It would yeah. be too good. I think what they're, they should be doing and showing is like, say every time she starts studying, she just is constantly hearing somebody else's voice, like oh. talking about or thinking about whatever they're thinking about. Yeah. Like I could imagine that makes 
studying impossible. My example would be if I'm ever like at work, I'm always listening to an audiobook if I'm doing anything. But if I have to type myself, I have to pause it. Like there's no way I can listen to somebody talking about something and then also type something like entirely different. That's why there's there's a couple scenes and this would be cool if they integrate this. Yeah. Where um Lloyd and a character that shows up later in the season are both spies. They're talking in one conversation, but actually mouthing a completely different conversation. Right. Like the kind of double speak that he's doing would be really cool if that was integrated as something that she's able to do where she's able to like do her own thoughts while like essentially filtering out like incoming radio waves. Like, so I think they've set up something here where your is like physically gifted in every possible way. And then honestly Lloyd is too, but he's also just like super smart and sick at everything. He's, they could make a perfect kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, yeah, they could honestly just have built their own onion, go the long haul with this mission. I, but I'm unsure, and they're doing a bad job, I think, of explaining why she's so stupid. Is it because she's six and she's supposed to be eight? Or remember, because like in the orphanage, he's like, I'm looking for an eight-year-old or whatever. And she lied to and She yeah. goes, I'm, He goes, how old are you, six? And he's like, well, I was looking for an eight-year-old. And she goes, oh, I'm eight. I'm eight. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if it's because she's just like genuinely undeveloped like mentally which is possible fair or it would be cool if they were showing like this this like interference with her like just trying to do daily tasks i now it's all clicking to me right yeah yeah because i'm thinking like if i have to bang out an email like to like a client that i know needs to be like pretty decent it's not like internal where it's like hey just give me the shit it's like i have to bang out a couple paragraphs then you're right i have to pause my youtube video and do it but because she's always on with this gift she's unable to tune it out though it does seem like she does have control which just bothers me they should have made it more like basically if she she can control it why the hell is she not still in the lab or whatever in the first place fair shake you know what i mean yeah like maybe people can maybe there's others that can control it better than she can and she's kind of a a failed chance um i mean right to that it's speculation it's speculation just like seems like kind of a little bit of a like a narrative miss in my opinion yeah and well i remember us saying and to go into the family dynamic now a bit more i I remember us saying that like we were hoping in this part two that we were going to get like we were going to get them finally kind of coming clean to each other and they were all like cool with the idea and they could be like a good spy unit and get some shit done together. Now that I've seen part two and I've kind of understood this first full true arc, kind of what you said earlier, right? This it's it's espionage. It's it's a slow craft, right? This this thing that that Lloyd is setting up and having to do, it takes time. It takes nuance that you can't just He's prepared for a firefight, but he, what they said, a single conversation could be the front line of the Cold War. And you have to be tactful, methodical, slow. And then by narrative extension, the show has to be that way in a bit. So, yeah, I I just think like, I mean, this is just like classic me having a problem with a a narrative because I would have made a different choice. Sure. There's nothing necessarily wrong with this, but... There's like this this long kind of period where Lloyd noticed that Desmond is like kind of not got his dad around a lot. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He noticed it in the first picture, you know, where your family's supposed to show up and be in it. 
And then he like is constantly stalking these kids. So he knows like yeah. the dude never goes home. The dude's always at like is a good opportunity in my opinion. There was this this one scene where um Desmond is or what's his name? Damien's calling home to his like I guess his butler, his like family butler. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of talking to him as like sort of his father figure because his dad's such a prick. Yeah, he he basically needs to find any kind of like adult male figure to replace his father at this point. But like point. that is an easy in for in my opinion for Lloyd to be like you know, sort of take that place with him and Anya, like have Damien come over, play catch with him or whatever. You want Lloyd to be his daddy too? It's like a sneaky ass way to to then like next time Damien's like, oh, I met my, you know, you got to meet my friend Anya and her dad Lloyd. So basically we hang out all the time. So you're kind of saying he should cut out Anya as the middleman. We're going to play not. this out. They need, she needs to obviously be there because it'd be weird. Oh, right. Well, yes. She's the surrogate, but like before it was like oh yeah plan b is anya being friends with him i think he's just like force the issue so plan c it is just like salient adult i'm gonna invite him over just start calling him sport maybe not that old old chap oh come on old chap old old sport you want to go play uh, a catch in the quad pal (laughs) i mean i can see that but would that like i don't know i'm trying to think if that would cause any kind of weird riff like why the fuck is this dude hanging out with my son like what the fuck maybe that but like i, I kind of feel like that was the point remember i mean we're not, i don't want to get into it yet but there's the, right he, he does finally talk to him at the end and he yeah he says like some pretty pointed things to him the con see in that context that felt really like so like, why not fine. have this guy like be like so who's this guy that's you know hanging out with my son all the time I and you know what? It's funny you say that because like at first I'm thinking like he wouldn't have that kind of agency, but his dad doesn't give a fuck about him. Right. Well, he he has all the agency in the world. Like he could literally just be like, I'm gonna go over to what again. I think it's more about uh you know Desmond. He doesn't really ha- he just he's too prideful up to that point. Like he still has to choose to come hang out on the pretense of coming to hang with Anya, but he doesn't want to fucking do that. He never wants to do that. He said that would be the pretense. It wouldn't be Lloyd like, come over to my house, kid. Come on over to my house. I just feel like there's there's like definitely avenues they're not exploring. And of course, that could be coming up, especially after like what we see at the end of this season. Right, right. He basically says like, oh, I don't want to not be friends with her kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, just an interesting, because there's like this whole thing about like a, a break or something that they're supposed to go on, like a school break. And he's, he's like, I'm just going to stay at school. Instead of going home. Right. Like Cecil Hall, whatever it's called. Yeah. Why not be like, all right, come to our house to eat or like hang out with us. I I think from what we saw at the end that all of that is now in play. Right. A hundred percent. So another question on that to you then, and maybe to maybe people that may have gone soft in part two because they're expecting maybe a little bit more of what they just set up. You, you said Weird that way of saying that well, that's what I'm saying, right? Is that the pacing as the, in, in part one, they were hard. I mean, in part one, you, you said it yourself. The action was crazier than you expected to be. They were hard. <laughs> Everyone a really is hard. funny way of saying, that. Um, <laughs> you know, you, gotten really flaccid in season. They, they got really know, fucking baby boy, soft, wet noodle on it all. <laughs> you know, now, is the pace is the pacing because like people don't want it to go this slow despite us already agreeing it's about espionage it's meant to take its time but people wanted maybe more do you feel as though that you said it's nothing necessarily wrong but i would have made a different choice 
Would you making? Would you want to have made a different choice because you wanted a little more high octane shit? I don't really care about high octane. It's just it doesn't feel like they've made any like relative progress until the very like last two episodes of this part. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's been a long time for them to just now be making progress. Yeah, and I, I think we but get... But I think it's because he's really left it in Anya's hands, and it's like, what an absurd thing to do. That's part of it, too. And I think that's where I'm getting a bit... That's That probably puts in the words the main frustration with the, with the one-trick pony of Anya being kind of our window into the world. It is still pretty cool and sometimes still pretty funny that she has a window into everyone's mind in a world full of secrets and a world full of weird kind of interpersonal relationships. But the one thing I will say, despite that gripe, I do think that they are leveraging that with more of an emotional growth for Anya because she's wanting to connect with people and understand them. She does it with Desmond more. Remember when he's at the locker right before uh, the stuff at the end happens? She's kind of understanding more of the dynamic that he's having with his father and his brother. And he's and she's like, all right, like I'm, she's starting to get it, at least on that metric. And I think she's starting to slowly, but she's starting to be able like, I can actually use this power to like connect with people. And then she can hopefully Lloyd will bring her into the fold and becomes this little reconnaissance balloon of her own self and just floats off into I mean, that's track people. I think where it's heading, right? Like he's a psychiatrist in his cover she would be able to like pick on everyone's perfect like insecurities or the things that they want exactly. You know what I mean? And like really like be that person that somebody needs. Um, like I think that would be like a kind of an interesting story um, later on. Yeah. And, um, and her, but I don't know. I just like making her the nexus and making her like really be the driving force for the story i think is a mistake because lloyd is the most interesting character by far it's i think it's when i say for better or worse there's more worse than better still but when it's better that she is kind of backboning the entire not just from a narrative like narrative standpoint on like the main story but a lot of like the antics and hijinks it's getting a bit you know grading for me but there are still moments that hit that moment where she finds a secret passage in lloyd because lloyd his day job cover is a psychiatrist at the central hospital he has a secret passage as a spy do right you know and she finds it because she reads his mind and then she goes and listens to a group of i want to say neurologists talking about the legitimacy of patients claims about ghosts right and <laughs> she gets stuck and starts making a bunch of whining noises in the ceiling and they're all just like ghosts are fucking real dude they're fucking real we fought we okay every time a patient says that ghosts are real from now on we believe it as neurologists it is law <laughs> that was pretty funny i like that but other times it's like her hijinks are like mm, like the top secret coding stuff was meh. like i don't know maybe maybe it's getting a little bit you know what? i'm getting a little soft on it i'm just getting a little soft on it well, I, just, I think it's a mistake to make Anya your, like, plot. Which, after seeing some of the scenes and interactions with, with your, even Yuri and Lloyd and other characters, not just with themselves, but in their own situations, they just have more of the comedy. Like, there's better comedy come out of them in general. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, like, a story, I think they were pretty weak on your, actually, th- this second part as well. Like, really... 
sidelined her immensely. And even when it was like a your centric episode, it was just like her being like a baby. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. oh my God, I suck at everything. And you know what I mean? It's just like, like she's we, like very, we, very kind. We get that's her arc. Right. Like, right. 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 But like, that's Jesus, all it is. get over it. And let's, let's, like, I, what I think would be interesting, and this may happen in the future, I have literally no idea what happens after this. Sure. But what I think would be really, really cool is if, for whatever reason, her organization starts taking out targets that Lloyd was trying to, like, utilize or, like, spy on or whatever. And then he's like, who's this fucking chick that just keeps waxing all my people? Yes. And I think they, they can start to get suspicious at each other. Again, these are what's really funny, too, is that we're echoing a lot of the stuff we we're hoping to see in this part in our part one episode. And we're just kind of kicking the can down the road. But I, now I feel a little more confident in this now. If, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me, fool me, never fool me again. That's our good old Bush said that one. Right. Um, but the I, three strikes like part two needs to like ratchet this up like they they got a pass because this felt like one continuous thing now they're about to jump in what feels like a brand new true saga arc the family is built we are here now there's no more set pieces get to the shit doesn't mean that this season was devoid of really fun stuff but the one last like major gripe i had with like, was the your stuff the episode where Anya forgot her gym clothes at school at a, a for her gym class at school. She forgot it at home. And basically she had her moment where it's like, oh, my God, you're getting expelled for forgetting a thing. And she got freaked out like a mama do. And she then tasked herself with go transporting it to the school when she couldn't get there quick enough. She went full beast parkour mode and got there very swiftly. And I was a little pissed because it's really one of the only times one of the only times we see her special skill set in this part two, which completely highlights what you were saying about how they sidelined her because she they've relegated almost her profession, her skill set, what makes her insanely interesting to watch as a back pocket gag right now, yeah. which is really, really upsetting. It uh, is upsetting. It's disappointing. I would say it's overall an abomination to ooh. media. <laughs> to, um, to fans of your yeah yeah which, well, well present fans of your not fans your fan doesn't matter your um, that's actually a really funny joke i, I don't appreciate know if you meant you. it to be funny but it's i hilarious. did mean it that way so the uh, there's no more passes here part two or or season true season two or like honestly what if why didn't lloyd see her just like fucking scaling shit to come bring her the stuff like that's an easy way to start breaking in this conversation. Yeah, that I just needs saw you to do it. obviously happen. Um, hey, Yor, uh, sidebar real quick, and I sidebar with you super quick. Uh, did I see you do a triple gainer off of the like a five story <laughs> building, slide down a crane, and like dodge like a car just to give Anya her shit? No, because <laughs> well, like me. even that would have been interesting. Like he's not obviously gonna like confront her because he's still confused what the fuck's going on with her altogether. And he, and we've seen even in this even in this part that he will not make a move if he lacks information. Right. So he, so he doesn't know what's going on. Then he's like, all right, now I don't even have to just worry about Desmond. I gotta worry about this chick too. And then does like a little I don't know, like maybe like watches her daily life. She does everything completely normal. And then he's like, what the hell is what going the on? What the fuck did I just see? You know what I mean? Like I think that would be an interesting Obviously, I think that would be a, probably a boring episode, but an interesting 
turn for the story because then it would push them toward what we're asking for, which is some sort of confrontation about the fact that she's like gorilla fucking strong, insanely athletic at everything, but like (laughs) a bumbling moron and everything else. And there's actually... I'm going to get into some of the big pluses here in a second, but there's a throwaway line by some other character we're going to talk about very quick, very soon that makes me that kind of open my eyes to truly how good your and maybe her organization that she's a part of really is in the context of this world. Am I looking too far into it? Yes. Is it what we do? A double yes. Okay. Big first plus. We got ourselves best boy of the season of both parts. The last member of the Forger family. And his name is Bond. Borf. Borf. He is this big ass. What looks like a uh, great Pyrenees looking motherfucker like a dog um, who (laughs) finds himself entering into Anya's life because it would uh, seem that he is a special pup in his own right, I would say. Yeah, so he was uh, part of an, a dog experiment to um, essentially like hyper train these animals, and I, I don't know if he is an ex- an exception in this or if all of them had some sort of prescience, but it seems like they can kind of see the future. What? But they're like absurdly trained, and so the idea and the whole reason he was like came into it is they were going out looking for a dog because Anya needed a dog to show um, Damien that she had like a sick dog uh, because Damien has like a shitload of dogs named like Max or all like Doberman monsters. Yeah, they're all insane. Um, And she's like, I need a dog too. So they go to like a puppy show or whatever, a puppy mill uh, to, to try to pick up a dog. And basically they just like run into this like weird, (laughs) like, it's kind of like an interesting scenario where Lloyd's real life, his like family life and his like spy life somehow unbelievably collide. Right. Which is like a, a sort of a funny thing where he's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. My stomach hurts really bad. And then he just never shows up for the rest of the day. And they're like, damn, my cooking's that bad. <laughs> yeah. But like essentially the this like terrorist organization was going to use these dogs to like self-destruct in buildings and like, you which know, is fucked. Right messed up but kind of smart i mean it's so terrorists pretty smart it's better than getting little kids bombs one you know what fair when you're really putting them on (laughs) next to each other on on like on a scale sure okay you 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 really yanked it out of me but the 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 other thing i will say that's there's a couple other examples in this part but it highlights one of the big pluses i think they did here overall sure but here a lot is that how willing they are to slip in what like maybe hyperbolizations of real espionage like tactics that they tried animal weaponry like performance enhancing drugs on the side like they do that later like these are all real things that like countries would be researching during a cold war to give them any advantage behind the scenes if things were to get hot again right and i while obviously character uh caricatures of themselves in the real world happen here to the extreme for comedic effect and, and fun um rip like is all i'm gonna say rip like a um, the dog they shot into the space. space yeah <laughs> uh, they uh they basically did that kind of like they're homaging a lot of the stuff not just in spy shit but in like real life cold war scenarios so i appreciated yes experimental dogs experimenting on animals that's a real thing a country would do 
I mean, I'm pretty sure that America experimented with firebomb bats. Yeah, but we also have those dolphins. And the dolphins, yes. Literally, like, trained dolphins to... What were they trained to do? They have, like, <laughs> I don't recall. Like, well, I don't know, like solder their way inside of a submarine. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I want laser dolphins, please. It and was thank not you. That. Welding dolphins. That is absurd, but Sub-nautic funny. Subnautic construction team. Of please. Dolphins? Please. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking the about? The demo dolphins. This is starting to sound like an Austin Powers episode. This is starting to sound like I'm going to take this to Shark Tank and get myself 30%, dude. You mean dolphin tank? The sharks yeah, I don't, I don't think I should bring a dolphin to a shark tank. Right, I feel like that's, that famously would be, you know, we're getting off track. We're getting off track. It's a good idea, though. Write that down. Um, okay. Okay. Yes. The dog kind of, they had a meeting, basically, like their minds had a nice little, like, like a, like a synergy moment. And you're like, oh, that one's special. Um, and what's really interesting now is that Bond entering the core group and Anya able to read minds Dogs can't really, they can kind of speak rudimentary, rudimentarily uh, in a way that like Anya can understand, but also she can tap into his future site. Right. But even he can't, not that he can't control it. I think the future site is like what a dog would want to see or what he'd be seeing. Right. Right. It's from his point of view, I think. So like you can only get like really cherry-picked visions, I a, think. A good example is there's a moment where Anya... One wild thing to drop. Anya's midterms are coming up. Turns out when uh, the new moon happens every two weeks or every lunar cycle, I guess, when, however long that is, uh, around 28 days, uh, she loses the ability to read minds. Yeah, so she kept saying eclipse, which does not happen that often. I think, I think the moon the moon eclipse like the earth eclipsing between the moon and the sun but she didn't really fucking know but there's not a lunar eclipse every month there's a new moon every 28 days right but that is not the same thing as an eclipse but you forget one thing ethan anya's dumb as a bag of rocks that's a really good point she called herself shit she called herself she wants to get the imperial scooter not scholar not scholar absolute disgrace she can't even say the name of the prestigious academic title she's gunning for so not a funny thing not a funny thing that she does but just um, kind of a overall narrative mistake in my opinion yes she can't read minds in the day of the midterms she begs bond show me the answers of the test with your future site and what does she get hamburger steak that's what I have for dinner tonight. And that's she completely forgets that she was worried about the midterm. <laughs> that's I, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> she wakes up like, "What the fuck was I doing all yesterday?" Shit, I mean, I've dude. been there, Anya. I have been there before. <laughs> I get it. Um, you know, I'll just sit down for a game or two at Call of Duty. Fucking three a.m. What? That's, that is me and Hogwarts Legends right now. Legacy. Like, like Hogwarts Legends. Legends <laughs> right now. But that's why I don't play. It's like caffeine. I don't play it after a certain time of day or I'll be up all night. That's very interesting. Uh, I didn't notice that. But yeah. now that you're saying yeah, it, it yeah, makes when, sense. When do I play it? I always come in here and play it between like 12 and 3. That's a good point. After that, if I were to play it, I'd be 3 in the morning. Just like that. Um, so we have, the whole, we have the whole crew. And Bond has some funny, interesting moments early on. And he has one later where he destroys her penguin doll because her penguin died in the cartoon that she loved. So she wanted to sleep with the penguin instead of Bond. And then Bond eats the shit out of the penguin doll because he's jealous 
Oh, I man. thought that was cute in like, a good cute. way of using their like connection. But other than that, I also think he was underutilized immensely. I think again that that's kind of the the pitch for a lot of this stuff, except for Lloyd. I think Lloyd got his he got his good share of shit for sure. I mean, I I think that they <laughs> did, did a really good job of showing him like really excelling at all things, oh, except God, for. Yeah. Evidently, being a husband, he's pretty dog shit at, which is funny because he's like out there just like slaying every chick that's ever existed. Every single chick. Right. Like, but I pin in that real quick. So I think you're right up to a certain point on that. But about Lloyd, he had, I think, the best arc in this entire part. I think, are we in Spoiler City? I mean, to talk about this character, we're. 36 minutes in, if you'd like to um, not be spoiled on anything that happens in the later half of um, this season, I would suggest not listening to this part. Yeah, and come on back after you view it. It was a quick, easy binge. I mean, for, for you know, we are here to give the good, the bad, the, the gripes and the pluses, but I mean, like... I think the first half was worse than the second half of this. Yes, it's not... If you're into Anya antics, I mean, it's going to be for you. And it's if or if you've just been hungry and you're like, oh, man, like I love part one and I want more part two. I think there's enough of like, oh, yes, this dynamic is back kind of thing to push you into like some of the newer shit. And like we said, there's not much to spoil here, but we're about to get into those moments where it's kind of bigger, could have lasting uh, implications, I think. Um, so three, two, one. Choo choo, motherfuckers! You're going to Spoiler Town, in USA. Actually, before that, there's okay, there's like the station. Um, they do this interesting thing where they do like multiple stories in one episode. Sometimes I think they weave that pretty well. I, it is good, but there's one that's really interesting. It kind of focuses on handler. Yes, yes, okay. The yep. real baddie of this show. Let's be honest. Truly, Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. I, I don't know. I just really enjoyed that. But it, it almost... I, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, but there's this movie called Sparrow. I have not seen that movie. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Where she is like a Russian spy chick or whatever in East Berlin. Okay. Or wh- whatever the other one is. Sure. Um, And she is like, I guess, a spy assassin chick. Nice. But she goes to a pool every single day to do the exact same thing that... Um, Sylvia does in in this story. Interesting. I was wondering if that was an homage to that. I, it most certainly seems like it would be, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like a pretty deep cut for them to be like, oh yeah, remember that one Jennifer Lawrence movie? Oh my God, let's emulate it to a T. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of interesting. Well, one thing I li- I did like about that mini that little mini uh, storyline right there is that for all the meticulation of <laughs> Sylvia, all the meticulation. Of Sylvia, what like, word is meticulation? Meticulation, like all, all the like, literally, she is meticulous in all things. <laughs> I don't think that's a word, my guy. Meticulation is a word. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, we will look this up. But, I think meticulation. But now is that you've explained it, I know what you mean. Yes. So she is very, <laughs> she's very precise with um, like going to the pool every day, making sure that like she's been doing it routinely every Wednesday, so the people that are trailing her. Um, you know, get like complacent so she can sneak away, so she can build. She literally builds free time in her in her shit. She is considered one of the best handlers. And Lloyd immediately points out that I still see your tag on your jacket. 
like even for all of her meticulation meticulations (laughs) that she uh she still slips and i think just lloyd is just that careful it's a good really simple way to just show you how good lloyd is he notices it instantly but he's like i can't bring myself to tell her because even he knows that would just hurt her pride as a handler so well i was wondering if that was more like she has to change so frequently that she was like not even going to take the tag off kind of thing. Yeah. Like less her making a mistake more like I'm not even going to keep this jacket long enough anyway. Mm -hmm. But then there was a a funnier part. I thought like at the end of that conversation, she's like, so how's operation Strick's going? And he just like starts gushing about how good Anya's doing in school or like in certain things. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, what the fuck does that have to do with Operation Strix? Yeah, right. So it's just kind of like a fun little, like, Lloyd is really buying into this whole mission. He's buying into the family thing. He's buying into the, like, like proud father kind of scenario. And I thought yeah. that was like, kind of a fun little, I don't know, like, nod toward that, even though it was, like, a very short kind of a side story. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of goes perfectly into, like, the the arc that really kind of shows that and then into the final scene because we see for the first time another spy of high caliber because we do see a spy of low caliber earlier daybreak who hilarious that was one of the best that was great daybreak is this is this guy who is hired by a rival family's kid to basically knock damon down a peg um, by breaking into the vault where they keep the answers to the midterms and making him actually fail. <laughs> but he goes in like a bat out of hell. He's the worst <laughs> spy of all time. He's literally doing bloodborne like dodge rolls <laughs> in uh, uh, down the hall. And he's like, he kind of fumbles his way through like the first three checkpoints of shit. He literally is trying to unlock and pick a lock and he just bashes a window open and says, fuck it. I'm getting in this place. Um, <laughs> But uh, it was funny because like he was doing what kids do when they're pretending to be sneaky, where they're just like hiding against walls and then they'll do like a weird somersault or whatever to get across a room. He did do a he did do a flagpole move. Impressive that was pretty fuck. sick. Like outside of everything else, man's got core strength for days, dude. Yeah, like that's what Lloyd said. He's like, damn, he's strong. As fuck. He, he literally said, did he break his limits? Yeah. Like what the fuck? But yeah, that that was just a, that was one of the funnier gags in this uh, situation. But we. Need meets the illustrious and the intense fiona frost who uh is a another s- yeah nah, another what do you mean yeah i'm not into that that kind of crazy she's like an as death level oh you take that back i don't know she she's on her way but she is not sitting on as uh, death's throne she's not, uh, she's not on her throne i'm just saying she's like clearly an homage to Esda. You think she's an homage to Esda? I think. Maybe. Honestly, her... Fiona Frost. Okay. Esda uses ice. Oh my god. They both have white hair. This, They're uh, both <laughs> fucking yandere. <laughs> they are both fucking yandere. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put a pin in it, but I still think I'm going to file it under C for crazy. Um, <laughs> what, what's going on here is that she's been tasked. One, she's like a companion piece in the central hospital as like a liaison to deliver 
uh, Lloyd. I'll follow, I'll follow her Y for yes. Oh, a Y for yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yes, <laughs> she's delivering. You know the occasional mission here and there to Lloyd, um, and we find out later that she's actually been tasked to do a larger mission with him as a direct act or direct tag team. Um, and we find out uh, through Anya's little insights that uh, she maybe sort of, kind of loves twilight with all of her heart soul and mind like literally she not she can't think of anything else but him well i think it was interesting and this is kind of like explaining more of the backstory like why the fuck they didn't pick another spy for the for the wife she was evidently not available at the time she was off on a mission right when they were starting operation strix so she was like passed over for the role of his wife right right and um, she she kind of kicking herself like god Damn it. Yeah, exactly. So, Fuck. but kind of interesting because, like, he just picks some rando off the street and Yor happens to be a, a freak of fucking nature. But he also could have had a completely different story with Fiona Frost as his wife. Right. The dynamic would have been wholly Sorry, different. Fiona Forger. Oh, Fiona Forger. I still, okay, the alliteration would have slapped. FF, kind of sick. Kind of sick. The, the dynamic would have been drastically different. And they kind of explore the idea of what that would look like where he wouldn't have to hide as much from her. They could be way more of a tag team situation. But been really cool. But again, we, we see this character, Fiona. But she would have beat the shit out of her. She would have beat the shit out of her kid. Like, corporal punishment seemed more of a corporal pleasure to her. Like, (laughs) she would have been into that. Uh, All I'm saying, it sounds like S-Death. Oh, my God. (laughs) The case is there. They're definitely related. Now we're we're just going off the deep end here. (laughs) Now we're just going off the deep end. The idea of having the two-spy dynamic would have not made... It would have made this show more of, like, the Americans, right? Exactly. That's what it would have been. Different show, not necessarily worse i think we're heading that direction anyway oh no no for sure yeah yeah yeah. but this is just the dynamic is a lot more fun genuine and kind of funnier so basically they're tasked while she's basically the entire time trying to get lloyd to like notice me senpai energy hard uh she so hot hot. oh my (laughs) god dude uh she and him have to infiltrate this uh, guy who is a collector, he has this painting called The Lady of the Sun. And apparently something about this painting was involved, like he was involved with a guy who was very pivotal um, to the uh, last war when it was hot between the West and the East. And there is rumor that that withholds secrets that could reignite the flames of war. Yeah. So he was a colonel of one of the sides. Yeah. He had this famous painting that supposedly holds like a cipher or secrets that lead to the evidence that will start the war again. Some real peak uh, chef's kiss spy shit. Yeah, that's like really bread and butter type spy shit. And this is where we get a little bit more meat to that bread and butter sandwich because the way they decide to go infiltrating is apparently the collector is involved in this really high-end underground black market tennis tournament really i thought at first that gonna be the dumbest episode of anything i've ever watched and i ended up loving that it. shit ripped so goddamn hard because one anything goes you want to beef up megalobox style tennis exactly and you want to dope up 
heavy. We're talking like Mahomes at halftime of the Super Bowl. They shot him up with something to get that ankle moving again. Like I didn't watch any of the Super Bowl. I have no clue what happened. To my football fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. They definitely shot him up with something to get him through the second half. Neither here nor there. But what is true is you can dope up any of these athletes no matter with whatever the fuck you want. Um, and we see that happen. So Lloyd and uh, Fiona are going in as a married couple, as a crazy yonder do uh, signed him up that way. Even he's like, what the fuck did you make us husband and wife? Like, what the fuck? I think the funniest thing was her last name was phony It's phony yeah it was literally phony like hello <laughs> yeah and i think sometimes like the humor of it is how oblivious they take the whole spy shit yeah and, like we know it and and twilight's good he's like like literally his specialty is disguises so for him to be like you you literally called us phony and we're married you're insane you're fucking insane um i did think it was funny your name was nefalia when it, it sounds almost exactly like nightfall yeah and he was twain yeah for twain. twilight <laughs> She okay. Clearly, that's not her strong suit. Yeah, but it's funny. It's funny because they have that senpai student energy. So it's it would in, it would make sense that she has her strengths. But like when it comes to what Lloyd is good at, therefore what she looks up to him about, like she's just not up to the same uh, skill level. Right? He's a world class. That means everyone else has to be worse. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny though because that whole scene, like, so she's madly in love with him. Obviously, she talks about it nonstop. Anya hears about it nonstop, and then we get like POVs of her as well. But it was kind of funny because everyone thinks she's like bloodthirsty so much so, and like trying to advance so aggressively that she'll backstab anyone, including Lloyd. And like they're they're like scared of her and like her ambition and like all this stuff that like people come to him because he trained her and are like you gotta look like kind of check in on her like she's being a little fucking crazy these days and so this whole time Lloyd's like yeah she's losing it like yeah she's yeah. letting her emotions <laughs> get the best for her or whatever and then like you know we'll get farther into the the matches and she'll he'll be like oh she's finally back under control this is the twilight I know or whatever her name is this is the nightfall, nightfall. Yeah, this is the nightfall I remember yeah, yeah yeah but it's just like funny from his perspective as like her trainer like he thinks she's just like getting ambitious about the the like mission right but it's but it's more like she's just madly fucking in love with yeah him. she's getting ambitious about something i'll tell you what and she's clearly like she's not over the fact that she's not his fake wife right she's really fucking pissed before the tennis stuff she goes to his house which is like cardinal spy sin committed like right. he's like what the fuck are you doing at my site dude like what what's your deal right and she's like i just want to have your fake babies okay or Weird. real ones whatever or real ones what did i say we just really gotta sell the story the mission it's about the mission it just feels like we would sell the story more if it was real babies <laughs> it would make us see more of like a husband and wife if we were fucking just like a little like fake though <laughs> like a little bit but the the matches are interesting um where we start out with like pros right and it will escalate only from there, which is weird. Like, these guys juice up so hard, they go from twigs to some of the most grotesque muscle monsters I've seen in a while, which is shocking. And they may mollywop, they mollywop almost everybody. They basically look like gods of themselves. The Sakugo is fucking insane. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they clearly were on the, the Russian blood doping. Uh, oh yeah, you know regimen. 
it's it looks like they ate 12 people and they just <laughs> shoved them under their skin in the muscle weird. somehow and it, they just put one the whole man in their bicep yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was it was really cool to see all that and like it really kind of shows the caricature of the perfect spy that they're like Lloyd or Twilight's supposed to be as a character, right? He's at some point, they're literally dodging weighted tiles on the floor to save their footing. There's someone up in the booth controlling the height of the net. They have <laughs> there's wind blowing underneath the net. Yeah, they have the ball. The tennis ball is literally a stink bomb to try to distract them. It's spewing gas. They have not just a sniper with with rubber bullets like enough where a bulletproof vest was what that that uh twilight was wearing made him unharmed but the other guy was like how is he not like down right now <laughs> and then we have the ball boys with like you know peter parker spider-man shit like spewing like bullets and they're not only dodging every single one there's a sick shot where Twilight not only hits a perfect return, but also hits the bullet with the frame of the racket and hits the opponent so hard in the side, it looks like he's having like a stomach ache to the ref. Yeah. We're we're we are beyond human now. Uh, like well, I'm not sure Lloyd was ever human. Fair. And I think that's the thing, right? The idea of the James Bond, of like the Jason Bourne, of like the John Wick, like they're all meant to be almost ethereal, not quite human. And that is like Lloyd is the perfect kind of analog to that. He's meant to be unfathomably perfect at almost everything which is why him kind of except for raising a kid. <laughs> that's what makes it funny. And that right. really leads into like the last scene makes kind of hits a little harder, but I will say like the, your stuff in that was kind of interesting. I, I kind of see what they're going for. Cause like she starts to get jealous of this Fiona in his life. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on there. Right. And I, I don't know how you felt, but I, I kind of like the fact that like her getting jealous, it, it is furthering their interpersonal connection. Um, the scene where they go out for drinks, pretty fucking funny. I don't know. Uh-oh. Okay. It's just boring. I think it's so stupid. Like, it's just like a dumb, like, kind of side, not mission, whatever you would call it, like, side narrative, like... Of them them two in general, or... It's just, like, because they're, like, refusing to either move their relationship in a certain direction or, like, include her more in the story... Yeah, she, obviously she's like on the outside of all this. Lloyd is never around because he's fucking like spying on kids all day. Uh, yeah, Do you know no, what I mean. No, like, yeah, we're, and then we're like Anya's yeah. at school all day, or like has friends or whatever. So she's like always at home by herself. It's just like obviously this shit's gonna happen. And then like Fiona's a fucking dying piece. She comes in all aggressive and like, yeah, your husband complains about you all the time. Yeah, I'm about to go play tennis with him. We're going to yeah. knock some balls around. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. It's just like kind of like a boring, like in my opinion, storyline. But I, I understand like at that point in time, I'm sure like cheating with the, the work wife is probably extremely common. But it sounds like, and I didn't know this might be true or might not, but they said during this that if you turned in your husband for adultery, he would like get 
taken in by the secret police. They did mention that, yeah. I'm unaware if that was like a real thing that happened. I would really doubt it because... In like history? Like in real life? Yeah, because Russians are like sick fucks, so I can't imagine that they weren't cheating on their wives. You you make a fair point. Um, The idea of it, though, is like she shouldn't be jealous at all. Like I she understand knows, the idea. The, yeah, yeah. She knows the game, but like, why am I getting jealous? Is kind of an interesting. Like, I think the you know the romance that's budding is like natural, but they, the way they like cut it short to maintain status quo is a little odd. Like the her getting drunk and then forgetting everything, and then they had the. I thought she was gonna like start actually hitting on him. Same. Oh yeah. Because same, like, same, when same, she's same. drunk, she does that. Instead, she just knocks the fuck out of him, and then it's just like, well, this whole storyline went literally nowhere. That's part of it. Oh, yeah. then, then they even like they worse. They like cat potted away, and they're like, "Oops, guess what? She forgot everything, and I had to re-explain it to her this entire thing next morning." That's part of it too. Is that like bad? He he went full honeypot because he's like, "Wait, she actually has feelings for me." It's like, I, great. I've banged every girl yeah, in I'm West going Berlin. To, I'm going. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going, and I'm going to take advantage of this as a spy. Do when he does so, the way that they resolve it is like you said. They almost it's all a dream. It right. Yeah. They they like she just freaks out like Mewtwo at the end of Strikes Back. Again, Told you forever. there it is. Told you. The idea of it though is like there's a way to do that and further the relationship. But, like, I don't know, like, they still felt the need to maintain the status quo for the humor of it all, which is a little bit disturbing. I think that they think they're way funnier than they are. And it's kind of like those moments, you mean? Like their show? Like, (laughs) it's, I think it's comedy should be a sideshow here to like the actual story of the family and then the spy shit. And they, they feel like they're trying to inject so much comedy into it. Like, her when she gets like, when someone like is um like kind to her or whatever and she just like slaps the fuck out of them like so like okay it's just stunting to any type of potential romance growth that they have i will say while i did say anya's comedy is now missing more than it hits i think overall for me the comedy does hit more than it misses and i found that scene to be funny yeah but let me ask you this yeah. If you take a thousand fucking shots, are you likely to hit, I don't know, 50 of them? Well, that's what I'm saying. They must hit 501 or more to be more hits than misses. And I think that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm my personal saying, take. It seems like they're, they try to make every single almost line of dialogue some sort of joke. It's inherently kind of a comedy show up front. Like, that's kind of one of, like, one of the main things. Like, oh, it's a, it's a sitcom. It's a fucking it just sitcom. just be like very sideshow to like the actual progression of this plot. In there, my I think there will come a time where we'll have that like right now. I hope so. So the, the one thing I will say what I was getting to is that while it does hit more than it misses for me personally, at what cost, right? The comedy of that scene where, you know, Yor gets drunk, not just drunk. She wolfs down a fifth of scotch on the spot. She should have died. She should have <laughs> died, but she is our gorilla girl. Okay. Um, and uh, she goes insta drunk. But the comedy for that scene hit for me, but at the cost of very ham fistedly maintaining the status quo of, you know, Lloyd and Yor. So. Am I happy about it? Not 
particularly at the end of the day, but I still got a chuckle. I still got a good laugh. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that part of it. There's going to come a time, though, where that has to be put aside. To your point, it will have to be sidecarred to really make some meaningful progress here. While this is still part, I consider this really of the full narrative. This is all part one. This is part one and part two of part one. Right. But like, even I think worse, you got even a kind of like a glimpse into Twilight's past where he's talking about it like how he felt safe with his mother regardless of like the bombs dropping in the city around like there there's stuff there that they could use and they do to say like you're that for Anya you know what i mean like give her that i guess sense of like satisfaction that she's at least doing something extremely right and that is really And then they just like yeah. wipe it away in the morning it's so dumb yeah and but that but what you just said is kind of leading into like where i think this season really shined was, you know, we have Anya's arc, like what would her arc be is kind of her coming into her own understanding to use her powers to make emotional connections and understand others around her. Your understanding that she is more than just, you know, a pair of meat hooks with spires at the end, um, whether they're doing a good or job of that or not. For those two, you know, put that we've already listened to the first 90% of this episode. Well, I mean, I think Anya did but, actually make a lot of progress yeah, near the yeah. end of the season. Right. Oh, of course. Of course. Like, yeah, like I said, whatever you make of that, that's their arc that they're trying to do here. Uh, Anya wants to kill the bad guy too. Yeah. Bad Anya wants too. to kill the evil boss. Lloyd's arc here is something I found that they did really fucking well here in, in this part too. And overall is that it's what you said. Like he had memories of his mom when he was in wartime and everything was like crumbling around him. And he understood the safety that he felt in, in like the arms of his mom. He, he loved being held like that and feeling safe. And that is kind of his driving motivation of being a spy. He wants to give everyone that peace, but I think he just realized that like the merits of parenthood the merits because he's not at first great at being a father but as he kind of goes on that like the importance of i can do it just for one little girl if i can just do it for one person then i know i can do it for everybody and it's not just this kind of uh emotional arc that this is uh that's elevated here for lloyd and kind of really well done and subtle but it has practical use as well the final conversation he has with with Damon Desmond or what what's the main guy's name? I don't Desmond. remember what his dad's name. Is. I think it's the same as his. I think it's the same. I think it's Damon. Um, I think it was it's Damon De- Desmond then Damon again. No, it's it could be Damon as yeah. the dad. Demetrius. Demetrius. That's it. And then Damien for Damien. whatever reason. I don't know where Demetrius comes from. Yeah, fair enough. But the guy, the the main target of this entire two part. Uh, first saga is the head of the nationalist unity party and needs to be uh, in uh, he, Lloyd needs to be in his good graces and that's been the whole whole driving force the way he manages to do that is he leverages the experiences of raising Anya as a way to endear himself at least in the first half of that conversation when he finally gets a meeting with the guy the mark he kind of opens with the coming from a place of a father. And I found that really interesting of all the things, all the knowledge that the world's greatest spy had, the one thing that he was not the best at 
that he got experience on the fly was kind of the opener in this tense Cold War Cold War conversation. And I, I kind of really love that, that there's a practical element of fatherhood in his job, in his mission. But also he's learning that like that's that kind of safety I want to give everyone as a spy. That's what it means to be a father is to give that peace and security to your kid. And that's what makes him a good fake real dad, I guess. Yeah, I, I would say it was really a gamble because whatever the guy's name is, Desmond is a shit dad. So like trying to connect with him about parenting is like a really, I would say gamble. (laughs) Yeah. But he, he spun it really interestingly. Is that just like, you know, I don't, but the way he phrased it was interesting. Like, look, like raising a kid, I learned is fucking hard, right? Like I, the things that my daughter does and says is a complete mystery to me, but I still go out of my way to try anyway. I mean, aren't you, that's, isn't that why you're here to meet your son? despite how busy you are. And he's like, you kind of have a good point there. He's like, good point. Good point. Keep going. You've almost won me over. (laughs) You've got (laughs) one more sentence and then I'll decide whether I'll talk to you ever again. No one can connect with anybody trying to understand people's hopeless. I like you. This guy's got something. uh, Forger, right? I'm going to remember you with these crazy eyes. Yeah. That's actually what happened. (laughs) Super weird. I don't know what his deal is. Right, right, right. But he like he has this like really nice looking face sometimes where he's got like the smile on his face. He's like a chipper middle-aged man sometimes. Yeah, got like, you know, the rosy cheeks of like a, a doting father, and then sometimes he'll just go like death stare. He has these crazy fucking eyes and like scars on both sides of his head. Like he's I don't know if he's seen some shit. He's been tweaked. I got these scars. Yeah, he, like, he's he's felt some shit or both, but that man has been through the ringer. But that man is also rich as fuck. He's well wealthy, or is he just wealthy in favors? Is he just no, like no, no, he's super rich? Okay, he's super rich. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, all, all that being said, like at the end at the end of the day, I, I love the idea that the the story of Lloyd. Lloyd, the character, but also Twilight. Uh, the entire the entire second part, all of these other people are saying you playing house, playing dad, playing husband has made you soft. Your edge is gone. You're not going to get this done. Like you're not the same guy, the same spy I aspire aspire to be. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, that was bad. I don't care. It's <laughs> that was a, a disgrace. <laughs> But to be fair, I think that that's all because Fiona just wants to bang him and be the fake wife. I don't think she actually thinks that he's going soft. Right. But it wasn't just her. It was also Sylvia who like, what the fuck is she? What the fuck is he talking about? My daughter can now jump rope five times. Like, what yeah, the but fuck like, is this? He didn't say you he was going soft. What? No, she's she was like, just like, what? <laughs> you're losing your edge. Like, like, I didn't this, say that. It's been, how are you not seeing the illusions of every other character? It's like, wh- she's been backing him up every step of the way. Sylvia is on his fucking side here. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that they She's like, not saying he's lost his edge at all. That, that's part. Okay, fine. All I'm saying is that it's clear that he's out of his element. And in doing so, he's even in his own admission said that I've lost my edge in some cases. <laughs> he did it with your. He said, like, I got cocky. I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't prepared. 
I, I wouldn't have, like, I assessed this poorly. Like, even he's saying, I'm losing it a little bit. <laughs> I think he just means, like, she is so baffling and confusing, same as Anya. Yeah. He can't figure out what the fuck either of them are doing. And I think it's just because those two in particular are freaks of nature in different ways. So you're saying, despite all those points brought up, that doesn't feel like a central theme for you. That despite what would be a situation where he is starting to lose his edge, his unpre- like normally he has everything prepared, but he can't wrap his mind around this situation. It seems to be his kryptonite in some cases. And despite all that, that experience had gotten him the foot in the door with the biggest mark right now. That's the theme that I saw, which was very interesting to me. And the parallel of like safety of fatherhood and parenthood. Yeah, I just think yeah. saying he's lost his edge means he's like bad at being a spy still, but he's clearly like still doing that and every other mission. I think probably this mission is just beyond the scope of what they expected it to be. Um, and Himself that, included, yeah. Right, and that has caused delays, certainly. And like I think probably he expected to finish the mission like instantly. But realizing that he's not actually doing the mission, it's really like, I mean, really relying on Anya, which is absolutely absurd, I still think. Yeah. Like, he's realizing, like, he's he's really out of his element, I would say, as far as, like, not being in control personally. Yeah. And I, I think that's... That, that would be a good, like, callback to that final conversation he has with Desmond, or whatever the fuck the guy's name is. It basically being like, yeah, she just does random shit. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, because it, from the beginning we saw like episode one, Twilight, I don't think would ever had said something like, you know, I literally can't wrap my mind around the shit my daughter does, but I have, I walk beside her anyway with blind faith. Twilight's not a man of blind faith. Like he needs to have the information. That's the man he is. And yet he's willing. And he said it like he meant it. Like is he he did, and so it's it, he's changing as a man as a spy, and I think the show is going to start playing the motif of like trust does not have to be detrimental, but they could subvert that as well and say like really lift that up, and then like boom, you should have tr- you should have not trusted, and like something bad could happen. But I mean, they they're definitely setting up this trust as a character arc motif for for Lloyd slash Twilight, and I'm so here for that. I love that kind of arc. Um, the big old uh, shielded man from the world becomes a big old softy inside. Yeah, it makes him stronger. Well, I I think I don't know. I'm not sure like really where it's going from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I think like obviously there's no real end in sight here for him. Like, even if the mission ends, like he can't just like throw her back in the orphanage and, <laughs> you know, send bond on to the, uh, a failure. to ba- the laboratory, back to the mill in the orphanage for use. <laughs> so like, I, I think like that's going to be s- sort of set in stone. And he has really invested a lot of time, effort and really emotion into this like little family, which is, like, I think they meant that scene with Yor where he's like, I want you to continue being your mom to be more emotionally charged than it really felt like. Oh, of course. Because, yeah. like, he's so deadpan and she's so fucking hammered. Yeah, also fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they never have this conversation sober. And the fact that I like, like, to your point, I like the way that he phrased, like, the, like, putting your mind at ease. Like, no, 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 like, 
You may think you're useless, but you've literally been cultivating the skill of being a good caregiver, uh, like since I don't know childhood. Right, except for being unable to feed them. That's part of it. If Yuri didn't have a literal iron stomach, he'd be dead. (laughs) I think we saw at one point Bond ate the leftover sweets on the ground, and he's like, Lloyd comes home, and Bond is just yeah, just just like on the ground. (laughs) But all in all, I I think this this is a part. This is a season that like they further things in interesting ways. They try, they put new elements in here to keep it fresh, but some of the stuff that persists is getting a little stale. It has won the good grace. And I still think it is in an upper ish echelon, but um, we are now at the end of a major story beat and we're about to go into something completely new. This is the opportunity, right? It is one. It still has, I don't, I'm not going to say it's used its meal ticket, right but it's used a lot of the good graces it's built to this point it's very high quality it's very fun it's very funny but we got i think from here we need to we need to ramp it up like they have all the they have all the pieces now let's just put it together yeah i mean i think um we've definitely given shows more leeway than this like my hero academia we just say every season i hope it gets better i hope it gets better finally did so um you know i'm not like writing this off or anything i just I, I would hope that there's like a tonal shift or something with the storytelling where it's less about like, let's try to get Anya used to school. Let's get your like used to having a daughter. Cause like, they have all the pieces for some really high tension shit. Right. It'd be cool. And I, I think all they really need is like, instead of these like weird side missions that Lloyd is going on, and this main mission Strix that we're going through like kind of as the I guess central artery it'd be cool if they had like the veins uh, let's just say of people around Desmond that he needs to like spy on or get used to and then I of course think Yor needs to be involved in a more direct way like her being a mom is like I think really secondary to the plot here like she is a good mom. She was from literally day one. They showed it all. Yeah. Right. We, so it's like, everything. let's move yeah. the fuck past that and let's get her like, you know, cracking heads. We got the family. We need the spy. There was actually a funny scene um, when she was supposed to be, uh, Anya was asking them like to follow their jobs or whatever for a day. And yeah, Yora yeah. was like, oh my God, does she mean my other job? And there was this like weird spinoff scene she has in her head of like Anya coming around in the same black dress like flying around like stabbing people with her watching her eviscerate her mark just yeah. getting covered in blood she's like <laughs> she's like let's tell uh, uh, Papa that we went to a tomato tomato uh, festival contest what yeah. the fuck and I'm just like that's not gonna work that's gonna go but so poorly I, I just thought that was like a, kind of like the one funny scene as far as like her being a mom and like having this double life thing yeah, like, more of that, please. That would have been really, really funny. More of that, please. So, and I think honestly, all it would take before I get my score, all it would take for this show to get or like, okay. Sorry, but no, why? Why this? I think would have been really cool too. Same vein, you know, when Fiona came in and started being like aggressively possessive, yeah, she should have yeah. just done it back as like the sick freak she is. Fucking A. Wouldn't I mean, that have do, been so cool? We do get the tennis moment where she hits the ball so hard it turns into like a diced yeah, tennis yeah. ball. Like Adams. <laughs> yeah. And then she pulled back her strength and then it goes faster than the speed of sound. Right. <laughs> but I just think it would have been cool if she was just like, okay, you want to come into my house? Like mama bear mode 
Like I would have loved some like real like stealthy fight shit, yes. and then like behind Lloyd because Fiona has every reason not to show that intention, so she'd keep yes. it secret. Yor want to keep it Wouldn't secret, so cool? and they're looking at each other like, "What the fuck are you?" Yeah. At both of each other, and Lloyd's like, "Who wants pretzels?" That's actually what I thought was gonna happen. Me Never too. did. Would have been so cool, right? Um, well, uh, that's what I'm saying. This season two, part one, what it could do to get itself in the '90s is one single thing. Put Lloyd in a situation where he's for the first time ever backed into a corner and has no other choice but to ask for help. Plot twist. He's put in that corner because like what you said at the beginning of the episode, your is the one who is like taking out the marks that he's supposed to be looking into. So then when he is finally like everything comes together, scruffy head comes in, like you're not going to fucking believe who is the person who is, I'm an informant. You're the, per- you're not going to believe the person that is making your life a living hell. And you're like back against the wall. It's your fucking wife, dude. And then he finally is like, look, I just, I need your help. Like I, you need to either stop or just help me with my mission. Like this is what we're doing here. And she has to reconcile with, oh, my God, he's a spy for the I. What do I do here? Like that didn't really say everything is here for a house of cards. Like you just have to put like just put them in the natural fucking position and put Mr. and Mrs. Smith that shit, dude. I agree. Just 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 a little bit. And then you can make them team up like the fucking A team, the Anya team. That's all I need. Right. Because right now we're in a house of lards. Really? That's good. (laughs) That's fucking good. That's (laughs) terrible. That's some A class comedy right there. Okay. What would you. I'm going to rank this one. I'm going to rank this part in 80. Ooh. Two. That's insane. I was going to say 82 as well. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. I was going to say 81, but like, I think we gave mid 80s for season one, part one. Maybe like 88, I think. Yeah. And like, I think the the flash pan energy of all of that, we had our gripes with it, but it was just like so fresh, so new. This feels more felt. Yeah. So svelte, dude. So (laughs) tight. And the, this felt more of the same, but it still stays in the 80s because it did some fresh shit, introduced a bit of backstory stuff. The characters got a little, sorry, Lloyd got a little deeper for me. <laughs> and um, we got a new baddie and we got two new baddies technically. We, we, we already knew Sylvia, but we got a little bit of a solo Sylvia time. Did you notice she's wearing the ring she gave her like the rest of the yep. season? Super yep. funny. Yep. I did pick that out. I'm like, wait a minute. I fucking saw it. She's like. Uh, there's like some dumb scene where they get like a prize because he's like, you can't have the lady of the sun or whatever. Yeah. So they and kinda, she gives like a shitload of rings and like gaudy shit. She's like, this is so gaudy. And they're like, maybe just give it to Sylvia. And Sylvia's wearing one of them. Yeah, she, she like wears it the rest of the season. It's That's hilarious. Awesome. But yeah. So it's still worth your time. It's still super fun. It's extremely bingeable. I recommend if you hadn't seen Spy X family at all, binge the whole thing. I think it's a good, it's one of those things in the unit that you're just going to you're going to have a time with but I would say if Anya feels grading take a beat take a little beat maybe do part 1 take a beat part 2 um but I I I don't know there's it's really is like two camps for Anya it's like okay she's really starting to get piss me the fuck off and must protect at all costs she's cute she's funny at times I don't know if she deserves to be on this pedestal she does not okay but again Cute as fuck. She's 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 cute. She, um, and she has very cute like 
scenes for sure. There are scenes where it's just like, aw. Okay. But then there's a lot where it's just like, holy shit, can you be this dumb? I don't think I was ever this stupid. Best Anya shit is when she's being a little like shit-eating grim gremlin. When she's being a little gremlin goblin of herself, yes. like that's the best shit. When she's conniving and it all and it falls flat in her face for her. Or she's like smug and like Think yeah. she knows something? Well, she does always know the things. Mm. But that's what I'm saying, right? She always knows the things, but she can't execute on the, to the fullest or even a little bit on that knowledge. Right. So she can know it all. We know it all. But she falls flat in her flat in her face. But when she's smug as fuck about it and falls on her face, hilarious, then, perfect. It's not that she's incompetent. That's good comic relief, and I'll take it any day. So that's stellar Anya or whatever the fuck she called herself. Ste- oh yeah, <laughs> stellar Anya, star star Anya, starlight Anya, or something like that. Some, maybe Starlight Anya. Starlight Anya. And she's like, you'll refer to me, bitch, <laughs> as Starlight Anya. Becky's like, I'm rich as fuck. Yeah, but you're you not, not Starlight Anya. talking me. to me like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thanks, y'all, for coming to this real sneaky class of Weebology. If you would like to discuss, maybe give us some shit about how Anya is worth protecting and putting on a pedestal, come into the Discord. One dollar up on Patreon.com slash Weebology. You can talk to all of our past guests and the lovely Patreon folk. If you want to get a little bit of extra content, $3 and up gets you the syllabus sidebar or lo-fi. High vibes. Sometimes anime, sometimes not. Sometimes visual and sometimes on hiatus show. We talk about life and shit and maybe some spy shit now because we got spy shit in the air. We got spy shit on our TVs. We got spy shit everywhere. Uh, if you want to <laughs> drop us a line, Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. If you want us to drop a line everywhere, all the links to contact us wherever you want to do that is in the link of wherever you're listening to this right now. Hey, listen up. You're already on the platform, guys. It's two clicks, one down. It's 200 plus content, plus hours of content. 200 plus contents. Units, units of yeah, content. Yeah, units of content. Units like of that. content. Um, and uh, like, I'm subscribed or whatever, do those things. And uh, yeah, I think that's honestly it. I think we just made a new measure, well, a unit of content. Does it weight? Does it, does it, do you, do you I think measure? It's definitely like speed. Spe- <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Until I go 88 units of content per hour, I'm Ricky. <laughs> and I'm Ethan. And this is Billy Bology. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> I go 88 units, dude, you're going to see some serious shit. Velocity. <laughs>